Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Roman Show for the week of November 27th, 2017. And on this show, we welcome Snoop Strikes, who will be in action this weekend at the ACW Unitide Beatings 2017 at the Golf View Event Center. And Chris Silvio will be in action next weekend at the wrestling event that is taking everyone by storm, the Sweetwater Fan Fest. Coming up next, Silvio and Snoop Strikes. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Light. Gone. We're going, Light. GNC, we're going. Down here, go. Control. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman. I'll uh, join here alongside the dashing one, Mr. George Alonzo. Of course, we're counting down. We're pretty much less than two weeks away from the big Sweetwater Fan Fest taking place December 9th in the city of Sweetwater. Absolutely free. You can get your tickets at eventbrite.com. And uh, on this episode, we're going to have Chris Silvio, who will be a part of that program. Again, eventbrite.com. Look up Sweetwater Fan Fest and subscribe there. Fill out the information to get your free ticket that will guarantee you a seat at the event in the city of Sweetwater right there located in Miami-Dade County. Uh, so Chris Silvio will join us a little later today. I want to put forward to the Titan FC will return uh, in December. Right now, December 15th at the Extreme Park in Fort Lauderdale. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com and it will be streaming live on UFC. Five past Titan FC was a success uh, earlier uh, this month. And once again, it returns December 15th. Quick turnaround there. A title on the line. Uh, it's going to be exciting. In Fort Lauderdale, the new home of Titan FC. That is at Extreme Park. All right, George. Well, uh, we're getting ready for our, our, our great program here with the Sweetwater Fan Fest, December 9th. Uh, but, but wait a minute. Uh, George is a little bit tied up. What's, what's going on, George? I'm on my suit in black. Excuse me. I'm on the phone with my tailor. I have to look nice. Excuse me. Yeah, make sure. It's well, he's black. getting uh, sure it's ready for and the make, big yeah, event on December 9th. Can you cut the damn phone? We're live on the air, please. We're recording here. Excuse me, I'm dashing. Yes, I'll I'll, I'll call you later. Okay. Yeah, just make sure my suit is ready. Listen, before you interrupt the dashing one, make sure you introduce me the right way and introduce me, including my drink. This today. I'm actually having a candy cane margarita. Tastes delicious, actually. You want to? Uh, you want to sip? No. Every time you want me to taste these disgusting things, uh, no, I will not like to have a sip of it. Listen, you're missing out. Missing out. I'm telling you. But yes, you said it right on the dot. I could multitask, Mr. Roman. I was hearing you talk about the Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest. We have, of course, special guest here today, Mr. Chris Silvio, the superstar Chris Silvio, 
will be on the show. He's going to grace us with your, his presence here on the Roman show today. As now, uh, I'm going to drop a bomb here and just tell everyone listening into the Roman show that, yes, his match has been changed. Uh, Card is subject to change, of course, in this world of professional wrestling. And his match has been changed. And guys, if you think it's for the worst, no, trust me, it's a lot for the better. Now, basically the main event is Jesse Neal, TNA superstar Jesse Neal, going against the five-star superstar as seen on NXT, Max Stardom, against now international star of, and ROH star, the superstar Chris Silvio. Now, there's so much ego in this match, okay? Yes, the winner will be presented with the belt. But because there's so much ego and so much pride riding on this match, there will be a special legendary enforcer that will be announced tomorrow on my Facebook and, of course, all over social media. So, yes, tomorrow there will be an unveiling of a legendary enforcer being part of this main event. Well, we can't wait for that. Again, follow George, George Alonzo on Facebook to find out what or who that person is will be as he will unleash the information tomorrow. Okay, we're going to get things started here with Reality Check and talk some professional wrestling. And now, it's time to give you a Reality Check. Well, first off, hopefully uh, everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Spend it with your family uh, and loved ones, and uh, you know, be thankful for what you have. Uh, you know, count your blessings. You never know when they could be gone, so make sure you go ahead and always appreciate what you have. But let's talk here a little bit pro wrestling. Batista, George, uh, there's rumors that he wants to come back to pro wrestling. Last time around, he returned before shooting the Guardians of the Galaxy. It wasn't too much of a, of, of a good return. Many people were booing him in the beginning. He wasn't getting a lot of uh, good feedback, but. Is there room for Batista as a part-timer in the WWE right now? Do we need a Batista? Well, from what I understand or what the rumors are circulating about it is that Batista's not talking about a part-time return. He's talking about a full-time return. Uh, And to be honest with you, any kind of main event player is always a plus when it comes to the WWE, okay? Uh, And not on a part-time basis. I'm not, like, I can't stand part-timers no more. What I'm saying is, if you're a main event player and you want to come back as a full-timer, then ever so much better because Batista can put butts on seats, which would at the end help the younger talents get more exposed because remember how it goes. The more people sitting, the more people that are watching. So I don't care who you are, if it's Hogan all the way down to Batista. If you're coming down as a full-timer, people should appreciate it because they're putting more butts on seats for you to be watched. So... Adding Batista to SmackDown Raw, I think it's a great idea. And now he's a Hollywood star, so you're going to get a bang for your buck there. Uh, switching gears, 10,000. 10,000, that is the goal uh, that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, they want to fill up a 10,000-seat stadium, or not stadium, but a uh, venue, uh, after uh, your boy Dave Meltzer kind of uh, basically challenged uh, Cody and the Young Bucks, or ROH to be exact, that Dave said, listen, you guys can fill up a 10,000-seat venue 
So Cody and the Young Bucks have taken upon themselves to take that challenge. And they're, they're financing the whole thing. Do you believe, George, that a 10,000-seat venue can fill up uh, by a production here of Cody and the Young Bucks? Do you think an ROH could pull up a 10,000, fill up a 10,000-seat venue? What I want to know, is this going to be an ROH-sanctioned event, or is this going to be a one-time, one-off situation for Cody and the Young Bucks? Well, what they're saying is that they are working alongside ROH, so no, it's not going to be sanctioned by ROH or ROH is going to do it. No, this is Cody and the Young Bucks financing, pushing the weight to put this thing together. Okay, so in that case, I have to say they might have a good chance because here's the thing. Cody, I'm not saying that he doesn't have the connections, but think about it when it comes to this. Cody has been in the WWE for many, many years, uh, before he ever came to ROH, before he ever came to the Indies. He has some connections, you know, through his dad's legacy. He also has some connections with some of the guys who left the WWE. At the same time, while Cody has that, you can't forget that he also has now new connections with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And if you don't think that he has connections, the Young Bucks definitely do. And on top of that, if you think that they're not going to have Kenny Omega on that show, which is, quite frankly, one of the biggest draws you could ever get in wrestling, period, you're highly mistaken. So I feel like it's a challenge, yes, but I really feel like they could fill up the 10,000 just because of all the connections they have, plus already the talent that they all possess already in the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes. So I think it's doable. Well, you're going to have to definitely bring some talent from New Japan Pro Wrestling down here. Some talent that, that you see uh, on a streaming service and you can't see in person to really fill that up. You know, to make it at the like a rarity show. You know, that this is a once-in-a-lifetime. Uh, uh, you might see that the champion, the IW, uh, not the IWPG, the New Japan Pro Wrestling champion. Well, the IWGP. Uh, uh, you're talking about the Rainmaker uh, Okada. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, when they made their debut show in, in California earlier this year, people had to be turned away at the door because they got too filled up. So imagine for 10000 I think it's possible. I'm just saying. Well, let's see if Cody and the Young Bucks can pull this off. Paige returned last week, George, and now we found out that her little stable is known as the uh, Absolution. Um, Sonya Deville uh, and... Um, What's her name? Mercedes. Uh, well, no, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. Uh, this is a stable, and Paige. Paige looked great. I, I, I think she came back great. She looked good. She's playing that that evil, that heel side very well. Um, but Sonya and and uh, and that's why I forget her name. Uh, Mandy, Rose. Mandy Rose. No one really seemed to care about them, even when they cut a promo on Monday Night Raw. It was like, what? They even started chanting the what after after each pause. Yeah, but here's the thing. This is where now the writers are more pressured, not like they weren't already back in the day with fans attacking them for horrible uh, story writing. But basically, now this is where the pressure grows for these writers because basically now they have to build these new stars. They have to build Sonya Deville. They have to build Mandy Rose. They have to build, even on SmackDown, Ruby Riot. They have to build Liv Morgan. They, uh, you know, and, and Sarah Logan. They have to build all these guys. All these ladies, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, um, 
formerly known as Heidi Lovelace, and of course, Crazy Mary Dobson. Uh, you know, then we look at, of course, the Raw side, which I don't think none of them has independent uh, experience. They were just picked up by the WWE for the past, uh, from MMA and Tough Enough. But basically, this is where now they have to build these younger talents. You have to make them legit, per se. You're not just going to, you know, be all of a sudden be given the, the, the silver platter and everything that goes with it, uh, you know, on day one. Look at what happened to the Shield. They didn't get an automatic reaction on on day one. They got an automatic reaction after weeks of buildup. So that's what they have to do now with, of course, Mandy Rose and everyone that got called up from NXT. Build them up little by little. Coming up next, we got Chris Silvio who will be part of a Sweetwater Fan Fest taking place December 9th. And right after, Snoop Strikes who will be in action this weekend at the ACW Unitai Beatings 2017 at the Golf View Event Center. We'll be right back with Strikes and Silvio. I just landed in Europe, nigga. Shopping bags, I'm a tourist, nigga. Money talk, I speak fluent, nigga. Reebok's on, I just do it, nigga. Welcome everyone uh, to the Roman Show and just a friendly reminder we've been plugging in here all the time but December 9th is just around the corner. Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest takes place in the city of Sweetwater and this is the first time the wrestling comes to this area in uh, over 10 years. So uh, a lot is expected from the show and you know the best thing about it is that it's absolutely free and this gentleman right now on the line will be part of the card. I'm talking about Chris Silvio who joins us on at the Roman Show. How are you, Chris? I'm good, fans of the Roman Show. Sweetwater Wrestling is back after 10 years, and we are going to destroy it uh, on December night. Man, I'm so excited for this event. I really can't wait to get out there, meet all the awesome fans, and put on the best show in the state of Florida. So I can't wait, man. I'm pumped up, if you can't tell. Yeah, Chris, and uh, you know what's, what's great about it is that it's free, and fans will be able to interact with the, the pros like yourself uh, prior and during the show. So that's, that's just absolutely awesome. But, you know, you're a pro wrestler, of course. You competed all, all across here, the state, the world. But you're also an author. You have uh, 50 ways to live the life of your dreams. So before we talk about the wrestling, let's talk about the book, which is available right now on Amazon, 50 Ways to Live the Life of Your Dreams. How did this all begin, Chris? How did you go ahead and produce this book? Uh, what was the motivation, the inspiration behind it? Yes, I just released my first book in August of this uh, year, 2017. And I'm actually already working on my second book to hopefully be out about uh, the spring or summer of 2018. Um, basically, uh, it, it kind of just started with my uh, my coaching seminars and my workshops that I've been doing around the United States and around Europe. 
And uh, I just found that I had this uh, ability that maybe I wasn't aware of um, in coaching. I, I had this ability to uh, inspire others and kind of explain things to them, uh, I guess, in a way that a lot of coaches and, uh, and trainers were not able to do. And uh, just kind of explain a very practical approach towards uh, achieving your goals, whatever they may be, whether it's sports goals, entertainment goals, life goals, job goals, anything like that. Um, so I kind of realized that I had, uh, you know, this connection with people. And, um, you know, I've really been working over the last years to develop the connection and uh, just be able to communicate with so many people all over the world. Um, so I decided I would write my first motivation book um, as kind of like a thank you to all the people that, um, you know, allowed me to work with them. Um, so basically what situation what the treatment is, is an extremely practical approach to living the lifestyle that you want, that you've always wanted and accomplishing your goal. It's not one of those motivation books with a bunch of out of left field ideologies. It's simple. It's something anyone could follow. Um, I pretty much wrote it for anybody maybe 13 years of age or older. Um, it really appeals to the different demographics. And I just kind of give you a guideline on how to get things done, uh, you know, point A to point B. The hardest thing I've learned um, about achieving any goal, people have all these ideas and dreams of what they want to do, um, but they don't know how to actually go about putting it into action. Um, that's what my book is here for. To kind of just tell you, look, this is how I've done it. You know, I started in wrestling at around 100 pounds over 15 years ago. Um, I wrote in the book, you know, I was an unlikely candidate to be an international pro wrestler. Um, but, you know, I've always believed in myself, and I've always been uh, good at, um, you know, setting goals for myself and obtaining those goals and uh, keeping them moving forward in my life. Um, so, you know, I'm living proof that I've just shared what's, what's helped me over, you know, a 16-year career and 32 years on this bill. So, yeah, thank you very much for mentioning. You can get it in paperback and Kindle on Amazon.com. And then the title is 50 Ways to Live Your Dreams, a guidebook to your personal journey written by yours truly, Chris. And now, uh, Chris, are you going to be, I know it's available uh, digitally, but you're going to have a couple of copies for sale on December 9th? Right now, I'm all out of... Uh, of personal copies. Um, I hope to have some by December 9th so you can pick it up there. Um, but if not, um, it's visible digitally and in paperback on uh, on Amazon. So if I don't have copies uh, by December 9th, um, you can always just go on the website. If you have Amazon Prime, shipping. Right now, that's absolutely awesome. So look forward to seeing you there on December 9th. Now, let's talk about the big show coming up here in Sweetwater. Uh, of course, a lot of great names out there that are, that are going to be joining you from the likes of uh, the Jesse Neals, the Glaciers. Uh, but about you in particular, the match, what can we anticipate from you uh, performing? It'll be the first time you come to Sweetwater. I know you were recently down a little in, in Broward, not too far from uh, the Sweetwater area. But uh, yeah, you were in Ronan. So uh, what can we anticipate from you coming up in this match? Man, uh, every time you see Chris Sylvie on a wrestling event, um, my goal is to change the atmosphere of the entire show. Um, you know, one of my biggest praises I've ever received from, you know, peers or fans is I've had people tell me, um, Chris, I like watching your work, whether it be a supporter or one of the boys. Chris, I love watching your work. You never phone it in. Anytime you see Chris Sylvia, you know you are going to get a high caliber performance, and that's that's the way I live my life. 
That's the way I perform my craft in the ring. I leave it all out there in the ring, no matter if it's in front of 10 or 10,000 people. Um, so what can you expect with Sweet Water? You, you can expect one of the best wrestling matches that you're going to see this year. Um, performance of a lifetime, and it's going to give you uh, the fans coming. It's an incredible um, pro wrestling experience, and I, I just can't wait to meet everyone there and uh, show everybody what it is that I do better than anyone on the planet, actually. Yeah, and right now, tentative, you're scheduled to wrestle Nick Nero, who actually appeared on Monday Night Raw. You were on ROH. Do you know anything about Nick Nero? Have you wrestled him before? Is this the first time? If not, yeah. So what? 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 Uh, yeah, no, no. T- tell him. Uh, tell me about your opponent here and uh, working with him, and because uh, he's a loudmouth. He comes out of that big megaphone all the time. He is, and, and if, he, if he's not careful, I'm gonna jam that megaphone down his throat. <laughs> um, Nero's a Nero's been around a while, man. He's, he's no slouch. He's a good opponent. He's got about eight years' experience. He's from the uh, Cleveland, Ohio area. He's trained with the Wild Samoans at WAW, so he's he's had good coaching. He knows what he's doing, and he's a threat. And I definitely don't overlook somebody like that, Nick Will. But um, I will tell you this: um, he he may be good, but uh, he's definitely no Chris Silvio. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to taking him over. And in regards to you, Chris, a little background of how you started professional wrestling. Where did you begin, and what was uh, what was the motivation or inspiration to become a pro wrestler? Well, this this was just what I was destined to do. Um, there was never really a choice. Ever since, as long as I can remember, um, wrestling's always been pretty much my life. Um, ever since I was in diapers, um, you know, once I became old enough to train, I found a training school like everyone else does. And my formative years were in Virginia and North Carolina, uh, what's called the mid-Atlantic scene. Um, but my career really took off around 07 when I decided to uh, train with OVW during the developmental uh, days with WWE. And I stood under the uh, tutelage of Rick Rogers. Um, that just led to so many opportunities with Ring of Honor, with Impact Wrestling, and most recently with NXT. Um, I've, you know, I've been able to transition that into a full-time career, um, traveling over the world. I've had four tours of Europe this year. Um, you know, about to make a, another trip out there. Um, you know, and I and I can attribute a lot of that success to guys like Rick Rogers and uh, and Jim Cornette and Al Snow. Um, but yeah, that's that's my background. I'm, I'm 16 years in. Um, you know, I'm uh, pound for pound. I'm one of the uh, most well-seasoned, well-versed athletes and wrestlers you're going to find anywhere. And this is the career. 2017 has been a career high for Chris Silvio. 2018 is only going to get better. So uh, just you know, you're lucky. Uh, you know, we get to meet each other at the Fan Fest here in Sweetwater. But look to see Chris Silvio popping up on uh, you know every major promotion in the world within the coming year. There you go, guys. You can meet Chris Silva. You can see him in action December 9th, Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest. Uh, absolutely free. Don't have to pay a dime. Chris, I want to thank you so very much for your time. We'll look forward to you in just a few in uh, Sweetwater. And, of course, pick up his book as well, available on Amazon. So Chris, thanks so much for your time. Anything else you want to add? No, thank you, buddy. Um, please uh, give me a follow on social media. I love to interact with my fans. I've also got some really cool merchandise sales for the holidays.
And uh, last but not least, thanks to the wrestling community for everything. Uh, I love you guys, and I can't wait to see everyone at Sweetwater Fan Fest. Uh, make sure to follow us on our social media accounts at The Roman Show on Twitter. Roman Show Media, both on social, on uh, Facebook and on Instagram. All right, December 2nd, marking on your calendar in Port Ritchie, Florida. WWN and ACW present Ulatide Beatings 2017 on the card, of course, featuring some great young talent, including this man that we have right now on the line, Snoop Strikes. He is the ACW Cruiserweight Champion. He joins us right now on The Roman Show. How are you, Snoop? What's up, Roman? How you doing, man? Uh, Good to be here. Glad to finally talk to you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Snoop, for taking your time and uh, and speaking to us. Obviously, ACW, uh, Tide Beatings 2017, December 2nd, approaching us right after the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. So what do we got for us here at that event? Who are, we, who are you defending your title uh, against and um, let us know about the event. Right now, um, I don't know exactly, but I'm I'm ready for any challenge that's available. Haven't got the word on who's going to be the first one I defend the title against, but I'm ready for whoever comes my way. Now, a little bit interesting here for those that don't don't know too much about Snoop Strikes yet. Uh, I want to let everyone know that he trains over uh, with the Jay Lee, so we all know Jay Lee, so Ring of Honor. He was also an Impact Wrestling. Uh, but let, let us know a little bit about yourself and how you got started in pro wrestling, Snoop. Basically, how I got started. Um, wrestling's always been my thing. Like, ever since I can remember living, like, I've always watched wrestling growing up, watching WWE. And I always wanted to figure out, like, how to get into it. So I started, like, I started wrestling in high school and wrestling in college up in Ashley University in Ohio. And I just had, I just tried to figure out how to get in professionally. And then it turns out that I found that Jay Lethal was running a school right down the street where I grew up. So, like, it all, like, sort of worked out itself into each other. Like, right after I was done with college, the school started up, and I just took it from there. And obviously, Jay Lethal, such a great talent, been around for some time, uh, had phenomenal matches. How, how is the training with Jay Lethal? It's, it's really cool, man. Like, Jay's a real laid-back person. He's, he's very knowledgeable. He knows the business. He knows what he's doing. And he's one of those friends. He's always there. Like, he, he stays down the street from the school, too. So he's always in the ring whenever so... Whenever we want to go in there, we can. We can just roll around with them and just learn everything we can from them. And it's, it's a real great experience. Now, prior to you being coming or, or training as a wrestler, were, were you following his path uh, when he was in Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and all those other companies? Yes, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, I've I, I seen some things at TNA and Ring of Honor. 
to be honest, I was mostly a WWE guy. I was I didn't follow along that close, but I always watched TNA and Ring Run, so I knew I always knew about Jay Lethal and everything that was going on there. But once I started getting into the business, um, that's when I started doing my research around like everyone else around. You know, I really ironically enough, the first thing I think about Jay Lethal. And, and, and ironic because the 30 for 30 nature boy Ric Flair uh, yeah, that's 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 but that's, that's, that's the first thing that comes to me to my mind when you talk about Jay Lethal because he did such a great yeah. job but now Snoop you said you wrestled in high school you wrestled in college um, of course so this is a naive question but I trust me I went through it too but maybe you feel the same because I too wrestled in high school and they didn't have pro wrestling in high school. Now, I, I trained a little bit of pro wrestling. I didn't take it seriously. I, I quit after a while. I, I turned uh, mixed martial arts. But, you know, there was, no, there, was nothing, there was no pro wrestling in, in, um, in high school. So, to me, that was the closest thing <laughs> that I could exactly. get to. So, was that one of the exactly. reasons why you got involved in, in wrestling in high school? Yeah, that, that was the main reason because I didn't. There was no pro wrestling in school. That's not like a class or nothing you can do. So... I was like, the closest thing to it is amateur wrestling. I know there's some way to figure it out from there, so I got to at least start here, and I'll find out how to get there when I can. <laughs> yeah, I know, and it's, it's funny because I, I would do the same thing. I, I would get in there, and uh, first, first thing, I, of course, you know, you got to wear the singlet at the first. You're like, oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. crappy, you know. It's, it's not your cup of tea. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's in ninth You're like, I don't want to wear this right now. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you this. Did, did you, by any chance, throw in a, a wrestling maneuver in wrestling? Because I tell you, I did a spear once, and it actually did not favor me. But I, I said, what the hell? <laughs> I actually, my first, my very first match, mm. freshman year, um, I was out there, and the guy went to pin me, and I actually, like, in amateur wrestling, as soon as both your shoulders touch the ground, that's it. The mm. match is over. In my head, I didn't really realize that fully yet. I'm still on pro wrestling, so when I went down, I went to kick out like I was kicking out of pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work out. The match ended right there, and I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> so, so did your coach give you, give, you, give you heat because of that? It was actually, the match last way, because it was actually against a real experienced guy, and no one thought I was supposed to last that long in the first place. When he finally got me down, and that happened, it was like, oh. So, but it was a good experience, and it was just funny. It was, it was something I laughed back on. <laughs> so here we go. You're now the cruiserweight champion. Uh, coincidentally, any of the your former high school mates or college students following your path as a professional wrestler? Yes, actually, um, Mitch Mitchell, he's actually going on December 2nd, he's in the cage match for the World Heavyweight title there at ACW. I actually wrestled with him in high school, we went to like rival schools, but we trained together. And he actually, he actually helped brought me in at ACW and he helped let me know about Jay Lethal School that was opening up. So, that's one thing we, we always share with each other, we wrestled in high school and now we're doing it here together. So how did you get involved with ACW and WWN? As you know, WWN is uh, pretty much a, uh, a farm system, if you want to say, for NXT, WWE, and, and so forth. So how, how, did yeah. you, how did you get the call? And I'm sure you must have been very excited. Like I said, um, I started with ACW. It's just like, basically, build your way up in the business. You got to 
gotta um, pay your dues and stuff. I started like helping out with the ring, setting up, like doing everything I can, just like working pre-shows and everything. And like I just slowly like worked my way up into the cards. And here I am today. But like it basically started with with me coming in, helping out, and doing what I can to get on the card in the first place. Absolutely. Now, so how how's the training? How often do you train? And is that the only so do you only train pro wrestling? I know pro wrestlers and those that were involved in amateur wrestling or in college, they also train some other stuff, martial arts, jiu-jitsu, uh, some muay thai, some striking. So do you do anything uh, aside from pro wrestling? Yes, I'm actually starting to get into like parkour, and um, I wanted to train, start training like jiu-jitsu, like on to expand my craft, like and what I can do in the ring. So, like, those are two things I really wanted to get into, like, better movements and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's ironic to see how how training jiu-jitsu or, or any of these other martial arts has really helped you inside the squared circle. I mean, the Performance Center, for example, they got the Seth, Seth Petrozelli, who's an MMA fighter, who's known as the uh, Kimbo, yeah. you know, pun intended. We knocked out Kimbo Slice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, they help him out with the striking, you know, which... Uh, it's great. It helps you out in uh, in your work inside the ring. It really does. Like it's like watching people like like Daniel Brown and stuff. He say that's what he did. Like he worked on his kicks and like he did jujitsu and all that to get better at it. And just like following other people's paths, they didn't just wrestle or they didn't just train pro train for pro wrestling. They did other stuff to to expand what they do. Now, you are the Cruiserweight Champion of ACW. I know now, obviously, WWE, and you know, not too long ago, well, the last year, they um, they presented the Cruiserweight division, uh, and they yeah. got their own show, they got the whole thing. But what are your thoughts on it, and, and do you think it's missing something, or do you think it's good as is? Of course, I'm sure you want to be a part of that very soon, but what are your thoughts? I think it's a good opportunity, like... It's a, guy, it's a good opportunity for guys that you didn't think were going to get a chance. Like, guys that guys that I think getting into the business, that it helps them because, like I said, uh, our size, people's size, like, so it'll be hard to get in. So it gives guys like my size a chance to show what they can do. And it's... I feel like it's, a, it's really good. They're working out things of it, but it's 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 there to show what we can do. So I like it, and hopefully I'm, I'm there one day with it. Yeah, I mean, one of the WWE guys that comes to my mind that's in there now, Rick Swan. You know, he, he was part of the WWE yeah. family, and now he's doing out there. He was a champion at one time, uh, but he's still around, and, and many others, too, that have worked for WWN and uh, are now part of the Cruiserweight division. So yeah, that was a perfect example. He was actually my first match. He was on the car. So, like, like guys like him, I came into the business seeing and seeing them there now. It's so, like, we can actually get there and show what we can do. Uh, do. Do you stay in contact with him? I know he's very uh, he's very well-rounded, or he, he, he visits some of the WWN shows, even though he is yeah. signed to the WWE. Yeah, we we talk a couple of times. We we talk every once in a while. Every time he comes around, so yeah, we we get like, but you know, he's busy with his schedule and stuff. But every time he comes around, we talk a little. And that's important to have that because you know he serves as a men- mentor for you. And, and what what are some of the the tips and that he gives you 
uh, as you start here in, in, your, in your career? Just basically like get get well running everything you you can do. Like don't have a weakness. Mm-hmm. Like if you be able to perform in any situation and make anything the best it can be. Gotcha. Well, Snoop, I want to thank you so much for your time, man. Snoop Strikes. Get to know him. He is the ACW Cruiserweight Champion, and you can see him at live in action December 2nd in Port Ritchie, Florida. Newport. 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 I put that there. Port Ritchie. They have here for some reason Port Ritchie. So far, pardon me there. Newport Ritchie, Florida. Uh, Yearly Tide Beatings 2017, December 2nd. And that's, uh, that's WWN and ACW team up. Again, Snoop, thanks so much for your time. And I have to tell you, Snoop, is it because of Snoop Dogg? Actually, that, that's, that's the origin of it. I actually got the nickname in high school from my wrestling coach. I used to, I had a, I wore my hair like him as a ponytail, so I got the nickname and it just stuck ever since. <laughs> so, all right, you're a Snoop Dogg fan. What, what, what is one of your favorite albums? Uh, and I'm not talking about Doggy Style. I mean, of course, we all know that's Doggy Style. But, yeah, <laughs> but to me, it seems like that's the only good album we ever had. Because the rest were kind of weak. <laughs> I, I, don't, I wouldn't say they're weak. He has, he has his hits on each song. But, like, that's, yeah, that's the one everyone says when they think of him. That's the one that comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, after that, you, 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 if, you, if you look at it, sure, he, had like a, he has about a good five or more albums, but... In those albums, he has one or two songs. That's it. But then in in in, Snoo- in Doggy Style, of course, I'm I, pretty much every freaking song is awesome. But after that, it's just it's just what what happened here? It's just I, I don't know. He, it, when he went to No Limit Soldier, I, that was a mess. Yeah, I, mean, I guess it's all about the hits, man. <laughs> get some hits, you make them records, man. That's it, man. That's all it is. And of course, we all know that Snoop Dogg is very very involved with uh, pro wrestling, as uh, he is part of the WWE Hall of Fame. And um, yeah. and he has family member Sasha Banks who uh, who wrestles in the WWE. Well, I want to thank you so much, Snoop, for taking your time and uh, speaking to us. And we look forward to seeing you in action December second. Thanks so much, Snoop. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to the showdown. All right, there you have it, folks. Silvio and Strikes in action. Strikes in this weekend uh, at the ACW Ulatai Beatings and Silvio December 9th at the Sweetwater Fan Fest. So make sure uh, you put it on your calendars. Don't miss it. Uh, especially the free Sweetwater Fan Fest show. Eventbrite.com is the uh, place you got to go to secure your seating. All right, George. Kelvin Gastelum knocked out Michael Bisping over in China. It was very quickly done. Michael Bisping, of course, a legend, uh, a future Hall of Famer. This is a guy who was formerly the uh, middleweight champion, lost it to Georgia St. Pierre, and he took a fight in less than a month to fight Kelvin Gastelum because his original opponent, Anderson Silva, uh, well, he got popped. He got popped with some illegal substances by the USDA. So kudos to Michael Bisping for coming out and stepping up in less than a month. However, it just didn't go his way. So many people on social media were saying, listen, you're a legend, you, you, you're you a Hall of Famer, you're a champion, but it's time to hang it up. But Michael Bisping wants to retire in his home country of uh, of uh, London. That is where he wants to conclude his career. We don't know against whom, 
But listen, that's the way to go. In your home country, fight uh, whoever they're going to give you and hopefully go out with a win. Yeah, hopefully, you know, when it comes to that retirement, you know, I still remember seeing Michael Bisbing's first fight ever uh, for me. It was a loss for him uh, against Dan Henderson. Uh, I believe it was UFC 100 was the first time I ever watched Bisbing. Uh, and, of course, that was a very, you know, embarrassing defeat because of just how badly he was, you know, schooled by Henderson. But through the years and, and time, Bisbing got better. And he got more humble, and he became more respectful, and it's kind of like he grew up. And it's it's kind of like it, it was an honor to watch him, you know, go through that process. Because before Bisbing was never the guy to step in and say, "Hey, I'll fight him," you know, when someone else was being called off or suspended or what have you. This was a brand new Bisbing, a more respectful Bisbing, a more humble one. And, and by all means, you know, come time when it's time to retire in London. It was a very, very, very prestigious career that he had. I'm very happy to have seen it, and so should everyone else. Absolutely. The guy does deserve to give it one more shot in his home country. Uh, win or lose, I'm sure he's going to go out uh, like a champ. I mean, that guy is a champion, a former champion, and he's done a lot for the sport of mixed martial arts. Amanda Nunes uh, has gone on on a rant. You know, she is a champion of the UFC, and she says, listen, let's face it, the UFC doesn't like me. They don't promote me like the other pretty girls, the blonde girls, so I have to do my own promoting. So she's just basically pissed off. She, they're just hoping that she loses that title, of course, this is what she alleges, that she loses that title to a pretty girl, to a Ronda Rousey, to a Paige Van Zandt, you know, that type of girl, that type of athlete that looks that way. And in a way, George, I'm not picking and choosing here, but Amanda Nunes, you got to give credit where credit is due. She is a badass. I mean, she did defeat Ronda Rousey, right, in a, in a very respectable fashion. And then she defended the, the, the title against Valentina Shevchenko, uh, also a very uh, impressive victory. I mean, the, the girl has proven her point, George. Yeah, um, it should have been that when she defeated Rousey. You know, the fact is is that Amanda Nunes is one of the most dangerous fighters in the octagon to get today. Now, here's the funny part, though. I met her at one of your Titan FC events, and she was the nicest person, very professional. She's willing to do anything for the fans. You could tell that, hey, as long as you're on a good side with her, she'll, she'll do what she has to do, part, you know, as far as her work. And her, like, representing your brand 100%. Now, it's a shame that the brand is not backing her up in that either. And, and what I'm saying is that, hey, she's done so much for UFC, made them look good by, you know, presenting herself to fans. But then the UFC is, like, saying, oh, she's not a pretty girl. She Let's not promote her. It's kind of, like, very shameful. Now, I'm not saying that that's what's going on. That's what she say. Uh, but if this is the true truth, then it's kind of shameful that that is happening. And to be honest with you, uh, you know, don't sleep on Nunes. One day they're going to wake up. Like, I remember Dana White used to be annoyed by Conor McGregor when he first started. And then all of a sudden now Dana White is riding Conor McGregor's bandwagon, like, because he's getting him all the money. I have a feeling that Amanda Nunes is going to be the same situation. I would assume, and just, of course, a different route. But, yes, you know, she's trying to get that attention that she needs. 
she figures, okay, UFC is not, although they recently put her on one of these cups of the 7-Eleven, so she is getting some promotion, but not to the degree, not to the level of the Conor McGregor's, of the Ronda Rousey. But you also have to understand another thing is she is the first openly gay uh, mixed martial art champion, um, yet she doesn't receive the attention as a Rousey did. Shoot, she doesn't even get the attention like Paige Renzant that hasn't even won a championship title yet. Um, so I get her frustration. I get her point. So being uh, put or placed on a 7-Eleven cup uh, is not enough. But let's see what happens with Amanda Nunes. But listen, she's not, she's not holding back and she is opening up to the media about the way that she feels that she is not being treated correctly as a champion. All right, moving forward. Uh, we have Ken Shamrock, who recently spoke to a local, uh, not a local, but a, a media, and says, listen, I, I want a shot. And I want a, a shot at Brock Lesnar. Um, I, I don't really understand if it was for wrestling or, or MMA, whichever one of the two. But whichever one of the two is, George, whether it be pro wrestling or MMA, I think Ken Shamrock should just, that's it, man, retire. I know you took a Hoist Gracie. Yeah, that was cute, all right, for Bellator. But that's it, man. I mean, you're a legend. You're in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you pretty much have done it all. What else do you want, Kane? I mean, Kane, Ken. And then now you want to take on Brock, whether, again, whether it be in the WWE or in the Octagon or a cage. I think it's pretty much done for Ken. And in fact, apparently, he's going to have knee replacement. Uh, Dan Severn has been wanting a piece at Ken Shamrock, but that fight didn't happen. Um, they were actually supposed to have it in, in some local promotion, but that fight never happened. And then they were hoping that it was going to happen in Bellator, but I think it's pretty much just, just hang it up. Well, this is just a guy that's trying to, you know, uh, re resurrect the career that he once had. And you can't blame the guy. It, it, it just is the passion that he has. It's kind of like a wrestler or UFC fighter that, you know, doesn't give up. You, you can't blame them when they want to relive something or, or, or kind of like restart their, their engine. You can't. But, because, but here's the thing. It's one thing to show passion. It's another thing to be blind to know when the engine's dead. You know, so I'm not saying Ken Shenrock's engine is dead because no one knows that but him. But basically, but right now I feel like he's blinded by the passion instead of seeing the truth. And just asking for a match against Brock Lesnar is asking for a lot. Asking for a lot. I think the last time Lesnar ever even stepped in the octagon with a legend like uh, Ken Shenrock was, I believe, with Randy Couture. And Randy was destroyed uh, for the USC heavyweight title, if I'm correct. And even Frank Mir, another legend, destroyed by Lesnar. Ken, I know you were once known as the world's most dangerous man, but in this case against Brock, I don't see you lasting. Yeah, that, 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 that's it. Just, just, you did great. Uh, you're a Hall of Famer. You can't ask for anything else for your, your career, Ken Shamrock, uh, and with all due respect. But... Just, just that's it. It's time just to wrap it up. Put the gloves in the middle of the, of the ring and just walk away. All right. With that being said, we'd like to uh, thank you once again uh, to tuning into the Roman Show. Follow us on the social media at the Roman Show on Twitter, Roman Show yeah. Media, both on Instagram 
and Facebook and YouTube channel. That's uh, our Roman Hotel One, and we're always live. TheRomanShow.com. Can you please shut that thing off? I know you're we're two weeks away, but Jesus, hold it back. Man. All righty, guys. Well, we'll catch you next week on the Roman Show. We get closer to talk about Sweetwater uh, Fan Wrestling Fan Fest. You haven't on? You haven't heard.